even though it is the worst podcast I have ever heard. Welcome back, my friends. We are the Smarky Geeks. I'm Frankie, the voice of the voiceless. I couldn't think of a good one. Obviously. De Jesus. And uh, I'm John... Oh. Go ahead. No. Go ahead. And I am John Toriano. I, I will be your next tribal chief. Okay. And you're listening to episode... My better than yours. 173 of the Smarky Geeks. It's been a while. It's been a while. Almost a month. Yeah. How you been, boo? I've been all right. That's good. You do anything? Well, let me get through the contact information. Yeah, yeah. Contact, information contact information, as always, you can reach the show at www.thesmarkygeeks.com. Uh, search for us on any podcast catcher you use. Just search Smarky Geeks or The Smarky Geeks, and we'll be the ones that show up on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts loving. Leave us a five-star Meltzer review <clears throat> if your app allows you to do so. It helps spread word of the show. Subscribe to us on whatever... Uh, uh, social medias you use uh, at Smarky Geeks at Frankie Desus at D John Toriano and uh, and whatever new ones you may uh, catch up like Threads or yeah. Mastodon or what the hell is Mastodon? It's enough. It's, I, I, you know I don't. Want it to. was like a, the left wing one at one point. Okay. Um, and then of course there's Blue Sky. That that one's made by the guy from Twitter, oh, who sold the shit to. Elon in the first place. No crap about that. Elon fired all these people. Yeah. He formed their own company and now he's mad. You fired him, dude. And now he's not paying his bills. Yeah. And now it's all fucked. <laughs> yeah, Twitter is worse than it was before. Yeah. It's a fucking cesspool yeah. now. And now you got we'll, we'll talk about that in a second. Uh, yeah, that's basically it. That's the contact information. Yeah, Twitter's a cesspool. Yeah, it's bad. I mean And the funny part is is the People are searching for the next one, yeah. Like like we went through the list, you know, Mastodon, Blue Sky, Jack Dorsey. That's the guy's name. He's the guy who created or helped create Twitter, you know, and he sold it to Elon. And then I guess he didn't like what Elon did, so he he created a new Twitter, which is basically a clone of the old Twitter. Twitter. Uh, yeah, but it's called Blue Sky. Okay. Yeah, and then of course there's Mastodon. Mastodon was more of like a more of a left-wing leaning one. Right. And of course, there's a bunch of right-wing truth or some shit like that. I mean, that. Twitter was before Musk took over, mm -hmm. before it became the cesspool that it is now. It was still right-wing, but it wasn't as bad, though. Like, my feed had both sides. Now, it's my... The only shit that's showing up on my feed now is mostly right-wing crap. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. Like, if you're a right-winger, that's not gonna entice you. Just having a bunch of shit being, same shit being yelled back at you. Right. You know what I'm saying? And if you're a left winger going to Mastodon or those left, or other left wing ones, it's just the same shit. That's not going to entice you. Those those won't last because it's just, 
You need that other side. Right. You know? As annoying or whatever you disagree with, you need that shit so you can argue and bitch about shit, you know? It's no fun without that other side, you know? Um, so, and then all these other ones that are, you know, like Blue Sky and, uh, um, what's it, the Zuckerberg created uh, one called The Threads, which is basically Twitter, you know? Same shit. But it's, you know, people are running to these things like it's the next Twitter and it's going to be better and less toxic. It's going to be the same shit, you know? And, and it's just going to have the same toxic people, you know? Right. I, I just... See, the problem is the left doesn't think anybody's toxic on their side. But there's extremes on both sides. Yeah. You know, going extreme one way or the other is never good, no matter what side you're on. If you're extremely one way, it's still bad. Yeah. You can't, you can't, that doesn't work. Yeah, but regardless of what side you're on, those other social medias are going to be the same. Like, you know what I'm saying? Right. It's not like there's a gate that's going to keep those people out. You know? Especially if you say, hey, this is a left-wing social media. Where the fuck do you think all those right-wing people are going to sign up? Right? Right. Just so they can argue. Because then you need that other side to argue with. You know? Like, before Musk, I knew what Twitter was. And Twitter was a cesspool before Musk. Okay? But at least you knew what you were getting into. Right. You know? You know, and, and you can just choose where you want to be. You know? Someone had described it like this. It was like a cocktail party. Right? And you go to a cocktail party and there's, there's groups of people just talking, right? And you can just walk into one group and just join that conversation. And then leave. Say what you want to say or not say. Just listen. And then leave that conversation and go to another group of people and have another conversation there. And just leave, you know. And then, but now it's just, it's 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 beyond accessible. It's it's a fallout now. Like it's it's weird. It's a bunch so of people. Wasteland. It's a bunch of right wingers just in a room yelling at each other. And left wingers, you right. know. But it's it's just bullshit. It's yeah. just bullshit. Um, but I use it to spread the word of the show. So I do have a threads. <laughs> um. And uh, at some point, I'll make one for the the, the show, the threads, um, which is basically like it's a, somehow attached to your Instagram or some such. Um, well, if Zuckerberg did, that makes sense. Yeah, it's all part of the metaverse or whatever. Yeah, fuck. yeah. Um, but yeah, that's our banter. Let's move on. Oh um, no! <laughs> oh, you got something else? Come on, things. First of all, we just saw a well, we just saw a commercial for it. I didn't think I'd want to see it, but I really want to see the barbecue. It, it looks really good. Yeah, it looks interesting. It looks like it'll be a fun movie. Like it's gonna, it basically doesn't make fun of itself. Like it's not gonna be serious. Yeah, it's satire. I'm looking. I am really. I saw the trailer for. I'm like, that looks awesome. <laughs> that looks. That looks really awesome. Probably won't go to the oh yeah, Nijax. Wow. Way back, yeah. The 20, oh, we're watching Brooklyn One. Yeah. The first NFT takeover in Brooklyn. And it's announced that Nia Jax is coming soon. <coughs> yeah. And she left. Mm, yeah. <laughs> She's coming soon, but left too late. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but <laughs> the worst thing I ever saw with her was during the pandemic matches, the era where you can hear everything. Yeah. 
and she had picked up Kyrie Sane at the time. Kyrie. And you can hear Kyrie audibly say, I'm not ready. I'm not ready. As Nia Jax just slams her on her fucking head. I was like, oh my god. Like, that shit was scary. But have you seen pictures of her recently? Nia Jax? She dropped a lot of weight. Yeah, she, she looks, looks good. really looks good. good. Yeah. Man, I mean, I heard that she's training for a comeback. Hopefully, I, she's training. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if they're going to do it, but. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I miss these guys. Bud Villains? Yeah. Simon Grimm? I don't know. What's yes. he been doing? Like, I know he's, he's he went through MLW for a while. I think he's doing indie shit right now. Yeah. I know um, Gotch's... Impact. Yeah, right. he's a commentator for Impact. Yeah. They were cool. They, for a while, yeah. They they, they connected, you know? Then they got to the main roster and that was... I, I mean, I don't I didn't see... They didn't connect on the main roster. Yeah. It, just, it just didn't work. Yeah, I don't think any, any mainstream thing, I think they would have connected. I think this was their ceiling. Their ceiling yeah. As a group. As, as, a, as this act... It's only as far you, you, you can go with this act. And it know? worked for NXT. The NXT had that... The old NXT had that indie feel to it. Yeah, but I'm just saying, like, this was a comedy act, you know? Like, it was... It was only as so far you can go with a comedy act. You know? Like Otis. You know, shit like that. It's only as far as you can go with that shit. Look at these guys. I know what came with these guys. Well, we know one came with one of them. Two of them. Yeah. Alexa, Blake is, um... Alexa Blick. Blicks. Alexa, Alexa we know Blake. We know. Wonder what happened to Blake though. Uh I feel like I knew. Like he went somewhere. He was in Impact for a second. Yeah. For a hot second, a cup of coffee, and then disappeared. So Tyler back then. I'm sorry. I mean, she went through a lot, dude. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Skin cancer and everything on yeah, her face. Yeah. Now I feel bad because I. I thought I looked. I remember watching her. She had like a lot of makeup on. I'm assuming that was the situation. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't mean to assume, but yeah. This 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 was this was actually a good match. I remember this match. Yeah. Anyway, let's get on with the show. Let's get on with it. Do it. So, what are we gonna talk about today? So let's talk about it real quick. Oh, what what does um Cody do? So what do you want to talk about? You guys want? What do you guys want to talk about? Let's talk about the game first. Okay. Uh, fight forever. Go. Um, you bought the game. I did not. Yeah. Cause even even if the, I played it, and I loved it. You know, but all the shit I saw now, I still loved it. I'm still gonna win. Mm-hmm. I have come around 2K23, as you know. Yeah. I've come around. I'm kind of enjoying it now. Yeah. I mean, it's still not. I, I still think it's too. It doesn't feel as. Doesn't feel as. I don't like it as much as I like 19, mm-hmm. but I'm enjoying it a lot more. A couple, I, mean, I wish they would do a little couple of tweaks on it. Yeah. I, I like it a lot. Um, 19 is an all-timer. Like, I, I feel like 19 doesn't get enough credit. It's the No Mercy of, of this generation is what it is. Like, No Mercy was that game that it was awesome. Yeah. Like, people loved it. Yeah. And yeah, so 19 is definitely in a class all its own. I honestly... I think if we didn't lose all of our da- data from 19, we'd still be playing 19. I don't know about that. I, I don't know. But, like, 23, my the only tweak, the only biggest Blue tweak pants. I would make... Blue pants. Sorry, go ahead. The biggest tweak I would make for 23, I know it's very minor, and I mention it all the time, 
the fighting stance. Oh, yeah. You could turn it off play playing the game. But it turns right back on. After like a as minute. As soon as you so, move, yeah. yeah. Just one or two moves. Yeah. That's one of my few tweets. I wish it brought back the chain wrestling that 19 had a little bit of. Yeah. If they made those two little tweaks, I think the game wouldn't be would be much better for me. But I'm enjoying it anyway. We had a great matches today, so I'm kind of enjoying it. Yeah. Um. So why? I'm sorry. You know, we went off to talking about 2K23. So fight forever. Um. Yeah, I I love it. Yeah. Um. Frank. It, no, you can go for it, man. Um. I'm loving the game. Uh. It's it's not without its flaws, and I'll get into those in a second. But um. I'm enjoying the game a lot. Uh, it's not for us. Uh, it doesn't have a universe mode. Um, and, uh, and it's a different type of gameplay. Uh, it is arcadey, for sure. Uh, but there are a lot of simulation elements in it. But still arcadey at the same time. Um, but uh, I think it's smoother. Um, than the 2K games, but I, I think I, I wouldn't go that far. No, it is because I think the primarily, primarily, the primary reason why it's smoother is because it's a lower graphic game. All right, I mean, right. because it, they chose that cartoony style. Uh, its animations just work better with that, you know. Um, so the the gameplay to me is smoother. Um, but uh. Yeah, so the gameplay I love. I, uh, I'm enjoying that shit. The story mode is very short uh, by design because they want you to go through it a lot with other characters and shit like that. Um, uh, but it's good. I, I enjoyed that part. I did it twice now. Uh, once with one of my creative characters and once with uh, Chris Jericho. Um, so that's good. I like that a lot. Um... What else? My minor complaints right now. Uh, the creator character is very bare bones. You know? Um, and uh, again, I think that's by design for right now because they are going to be putting stuff into the game that you buy with in-game currency. You know? Um, you know, whether it's new hairs and new uh, gear and shit like that. Um, so, yeah. So... And they are going to be supporting it. They already announced a new mode for the game coming out soon. The battle, the game stadium stampede. stampede, which is basically a battle royale. Like if you ever play uh, Fortnite, it's Fortnite with wrestling gimmicks and shit like that. Um. But uh, yeah, I I enjoy it a lot. Um, if if I have to compare it to um, two K twenty three or whatever. Uh, it's it's a completely different game. It's um, you're comparing apples and oranges, but they're still fruits, right? So you can compare them, you know. Um, so I, it's a completely different game. Like uh, it's not simulation. It is arcade with simulation bits in it. Um, and I do wish there was more simulation bits to it. I, I think I'm saying that because I'm used to the simulation bits, right? Yeah. You know? Um, but. There's still like other simulation bits in there, like weight detection and shit like that. You can't pick up Paul White or characters like that, yeah. You know? Um. 
Uh, you do get tired. Your your character does get injured. We played a game where Kenny Omega got injured during the match. Right. Yeah. You know? Um. So there are simulation things like that, but there is no like like how to say that. There's no like you don't get tired really in the game. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like your character will still be able to move. Um. There is no overalls. You know what I'm saying? Like. Characters are pretty much the same level. Right. You know, they just have different aspects, like like the heavy characters are heavier and stuff like that, you know? You can't do certain things to them. Um, and uh, depending on how your character's designed, he can come off as OP or um, overpowered, you know? Right. Like Kenny Omega. Um, there's a part where you get a sick, um, the special, which only lasts for like a few seconds to do your finisher. Um... Kenny Omega is designed so that he can do two finishers at a time. Um, of course, you'll do the V trigger, the guy turns around, and he could do the one wing angel right away. Right. You know? But if you're, like, my character's finisher is the Tiger Driver. When I do one Tiger Driver, if I go to pick up the character to do another finisher, I lose my special right away. You know? I don't have time to do a second finisher. So there's things like that. So if you design your character properly, you can make them kind of overpowered, you know, but it's not like overalls, you know, there's no like 98 or 99 characters or 765 characters, you know, to compare it to shit. Um, that's why it's not that important to put a character through Road to Elite, you know, if you create a character. Right. You can to improve certain char character aspects, like add more finishers and little specials. But uh, you don't have to. Um, but yeah. Yeah, I'm enjoying the game and I can't wait for um, further updates and shit like that. Um, I do feel, though, because I am a solo player type of person. You know, I play solo games. Um, that I, I'm not the... the what's the thing? Like, I'm not the target audience. Because I'm a... It's more, it's more designed for multiplayer, whether it's couch multiplayer, like two people sitting um, in the, you know, next to each other playing the game, or online or whatever. It, it does feel more designed for that. That's why you got the shorter entrances and shit like that, and the mini games and shit like that, uh, which I'm not into, at least not by myself. I think if I had friends to play with those mini games, it would be a lot of fun, because they're just like party little games, you know? Right. Um, but... Uh, but I'm, I, uh, I am curious as to what the Battle Royale thing is going to be and how that's going to work out. Um, but yeah, I, I'm enjoying the game. I'm, I like it a lot. Um, I played it briefly. You brought it down. I tried it out. <sighs> yeah, excuse me. Sorry. Sorry. Um, it, I, part of it, I think, without the, the control, we basically were using a PlayStation controller. Yeah. It's basically what we're using. I didn't like the way it felt. Like, like, I was having trouble getting used to the grip on it. I've been playing Xbox. Oh, the controller itself. Right. Because I mean, oh, yeah. I've been playing Xbox so long <coughs> that the controller felt different. I couldn't get a feel for the controller. Yeah. I still did good in the game. I had a good t I had fun playing it. You feel, Well, like, I do believe the, the thing that they kept saying from the jump of the development of this game was uh, it's going to be easy to pick up but hard to master. And I do think they've delivered on that. It is easy to pick up, and obviously, 
you were reversing fucking finishers left and right on my ass, you know, and you, this was the first time you picked up the game, you know? Um, I, I did notice, though, that I was trying to go to 2K control button. Yeah, because your head's mapped to that, you know? You know, so, I was doing the same thing when we went to play 2K, you know? Right. I was doing, like, fucking Fight Forever moves. You won every fucking match. Right? I know. But that that hurt my head a lot yeah, to do that. <laughs> um, I just don't. I think one of my problems. I think if the game was like forty bucks, I probably would have bought it. I think I don't know if it was worth sixty bucks, based on the limited amount of time I played. I don't know if it's a full price game. It felt it was arcade. It was arcadey and all that. I don't know if it was worth the full price. I mean, people paid it, obviously, but right. I'm glad I didn't want it. <laughs> if I go on Black Friday and it's like 30 bucks, I might grab it. Hmm. So. What'd you think about the uh, exploding uh, barbed wire deathmatch? It was interesting. <laughs> the blood the blood was definitely over the top. Oh, yeah, yeah. It, yeah like, it's a very over the top type of game. It was arcade. Yeah. yeah you could put thumbtacks. That's awesome. I've done that. If the, game, like said, if the game drops like 30 bucks on Black Friday, mm-hmm. I'll probably play it. For 30 bucks, I'll play it. It's fine. Yeah. I'm not paying 60 and change for it. For 30, well, I'll play it. I feel fine paying what I paid. Because uh, I know the game's going to grow. And uh, it's going to be more. Um, Has there been any any numbers out yet of how, of how it's sold? I don't know. I don't look into the stuff like that. Um... Well, that's very important, though. I mean, the only thing supported if it sold well. I'm sure it sold well. Uh, if it was just the AW Hardcores that bought it, they're gonna, they'll be fine with that, you know. They're already talking about supporting it, you know, coming out with a new mode and shit like that. So, um, yeah, but yeah, I enjoyed it. I love it a lot. And that's I'm actually eight. looking it up right now. Um, there are, there are, we we both kickstarted another game, Ultra Pro Wrestling. Right. Um, supposedly coming out next year, so I'm looking. That's another No Mercy esque game. Um, but the 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 what they've shown in their development phases, it looks really good. Um, so I can't. Um, real quick, ahead. I'm sorry. No worries. So as of the gross for the game, it made by a million dollars. Okay. So it has me more. Okay. Um, Total. Cool. Um, so, what was I talking about? Oh, yeah, the, the other game. The other one's going to be more... It's going to be a similar type of No Mercy uh, themed or homage type of game. Uh, more so in the, the looks of it. Um, called Ultra Pro Wrestling. Uh... Can't wait for that. What's the other one called? The one that they keep teasing oh. with shit. Oh, um... That Ultra Violence? No. I can't remember. Oh, uh, Wrestle Code. Right, right. That's the one I'm waiting for. Because they're promising so much. And whenever it starts to get quiet, that's when they announce something. Like, oh, look. Kurt Angle came in to do mocap. <laughs> I'm like, okay. Um, that's another one. Have they announced a release date for that yet? No. 
Well, not to my knowledge. I don't think so. They just keep announcing, like, oh, look who came in to do mocap. <laughs> like, fuck you. <laughs> like, just, just give me the game. You know? Um. Dish. But yeah, so that's that's wrestling video games. Yeah. Wrestling Pixels. That's the name of this segment. Wrestling with Pixels. Oh no, I think there's a na- that's the name of a book actually. Wrestling with Pixels? Really? Yeah. About wrestling video games or something like that. But anyway. Anyway. Uh let's see, let's get into the sad news. Uh yeah, um Darren Drosdorf yeah. passed away. I mean I forgot who team he played for. I think Chicago. You know, transitioned over to pro wrestling. You know, teamed up with the road. Became a, a road warrior at one time. Yeah. You know, but everybody remembers him for what happened against D'Lo Brown. It was a SmackDown taping. Move went wrong somewhere and he landed on his head. Basically, was paralyzed from the neck down. Yeah. I mean, later in life, he did get back some movement. It's funny, they talk about, you know... They interviewed him to go over the years and deal over the years, and no bad will. Yeah, and they knew what they were getting into. You know, they, yeah. they know what wrestling is. They became friends. Yeah, he kind of, I remember one interview, like he kind of blamed himself. He was like, "Yeah, my shirt was too long" or something like that. Like they, they, he said, they didn't know. Like it was something that went wrong. Yeah, Either my know? shirt was yeah. too long, my hair was something. They didn't yeah. know what happened. Yeah, they still don't. They, they, they up to his death, they still had no idea what happened. Like was, they don't know was, what. Uh, that. It was a mistake. Right. That's what yeah. happened. It was a fucking slip up. Um, yeah. It's sad though. He was only 54. Yeah, it's fucked up. You know, I mean, you know, D'Lo was getting somewhat of a push. And, now, and even though they say, you know, they didn't blame him and all that shit, that push was gone right and, after that. And you know? he even said that he almost quit. Yeah. You know, Jim Ross brought him back. Yeah. And he said, you know, when he came back, he said, I'm going to wrestle for him. I'm wrestling for him now. Yeah. So it sucks. I mean, you know, it's great that he came back, you know, lived his life, got yeah. married again, all that. But 54 is young, dude. Yeah, it is. That, I'm only, I'm 52. Like, 54 is young. As a wrestler, I remember he was that guy that grossed me the fuck out. Because <laughs> he got puke on command. Yeah, puke on command. And uh, that's something that Vince loved. Look, he's got a puke! <laughs> um. <laughs> so yeah, that's sad. I mean, yeah. Anyway. But uh, let's get into some other good news. Go for it. Uh, all in, seventy-five thousand or more. Um. And they hardly have anything announced for this yet. Right? Now they don't got anything announced. I don't think so. No. Yeah. So I think with the right card, they can sell this out. You know. Wembley all in. Yeah. What do you think of that? I mean, again, I think I've said before, I mean, they should have sold out for this. I mean, we knew they were going to do at least 50. They're going to put it. It's England the star for, like, American wrestling. Like, whenever anybody goes, because it's their first time ever being there, they're starred for. You know, the AEW, the second most popular brand in the world. Yeah, but this is historical. This is history making. You know? You know, like, this is, like, breaking records already. You know? So, that's kind of cool. Yeah? And yeah, I hope the show We're going to hear the... What you said? I hope the show delivers. I mean, you know, sometimes... Uh, it's going to deliver. Um, <laughs> like, it's going to deliver. Oh. Uh, 
I mean, odds are they're going to run fucking um, Will Ospreay and Kenny. Four. No, three. Three on three, me. Yeah. You know, that automatically will deliver. Just an announcement. It, it gets five stars with the announcement of it. All right. And then whatever they do will just be additional stars after that. <laughs> I think so, that's how they'll... Um, I think that's how Meltzer does it at this yeah. point. <laughs> He's like, oh, Osprey, uh, Kenny, five stars. Watches the match, adds more stars. <laughs> um, you know, and then whatever else they fucking add to it, you know? You know it's going to be fucking awesome. You're going to hear the loudest baby ever, <laughs> you know? Fucking loud-ass fucking people sing along to Chris Jericho sing. If he still has the same song, I'm sure you will. Yeah, it's gonna be fucking awesome. Still don't know how we're gonna watch it. No, that's not. <laughs> they haven't fucking announced which that. Is, which is a little worrisome. No, they, it, it's gonna be shown somewhere. He said that much. They just haven't said how or where. You know, it's in August. But uh, right? Yeah, August. What's well, next month? Yeah, yeah, it's in August. But uh, hopefully it's free. That'll be awesome. It's not. I doubt it. I, yeah. I doubt it. But it'd be awesome if it was. Um, now I don't know what the time difference is between there and here. I, so, yeah, I wonder if it'll be in the afternoon, like like um, Money in the Bank yeah. was. Like, it was like 3 o'clock or some shit. I totally forgot. Like You texted me. I was like, oh shit. Yeah, I was at work. I couldn't even watch it. Yeah. I totally forgot. I didn't know. I forgot I was in England. At the, it was the O2 or some shit. Uh, wherever that is. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll touch about that in a second as well. But, um, but yeah, so this, what was I talking about? Um, Olin matches, Meltzer. Yeah. No, yeah, I lost my spot. Anyway, but yeah, so Olin looks good. Uh, at least, uh, it's doing good rather. It doesn't look good at all because we don't know what they're going to do during the show. Um, but that's fucking awesome. Um, uh, what else we got? We got, uh, something about, uh, WrestleMania. Keep it in London. Uh, WrestleMania in London announcement from they, Money in the Bank. They, they're talking about it. We're talking about it. They had fucking Cena come out and do a fucking entire promo there. Yeah, they're trying to get it there. Yeah, I mean, they're trying to force London's, or and England's hand. And UK's just petty hand. enough. To announce it the week that they roll in, too. Oh, yeah. They're just petty enough to do that. Yeah. Um, which is, you know, they should. But, um, to be competitive, you know, that's fine. Right. Um, that's not going to take numbers away. Right, exactly. You know, but it, to, to be like, hey, look, they're doing shit over there, we're going to do shit over there. Yeah, that's competitive. I, I don't mind that shit. Right. Uh, but when they say, oh, we're going to do, we're going to do WrestleMania... On August 18th, you know, that'll be fucking... That's something I can see or them SummerSlam doing. SummerSlam on August 18th. Yeah. In, in, the, in, the, in the O2 or some shit like that, you know? That'd be dumb. Doing. I could see them doing that shit, you know? Yeah, that would be... Yeah, that, that would That's be, pettiness, yeah. and that's not good competition. That's bad, unhealthy competition. Yeah. Um, which is, you know, it's basically the same shit that happened with NXT. It was, it was dumb of them to put them against AEW. Not because AEW is so good or anything like that. It's just you cut yourself in half just to be in their way for a show that could have been good. Right. You know, and I'll get into that in a second because that pissed me off. Um, the, so, so, yeah, so they announced 
the WrestleMania, two, probably two shows in WrestleMania, obviously at a certain stadium, most likely, it's where they want it so they can re-break the records, and they will. WrestleMania will break those records. Oh, yeah, totally, you know? totally, please. Uh, so that's where they want it. The thing is, they WrestleMania, WWE, rather, is a huge company, and so what they do, like the UFC does, is they get countries and cities to pay for them to be there, you know? Right. Usually. And that's what they want. London didn't want them last year, so they didn't pay for it, you know? So, and so now they brought Cena out here to pretend like the bad guys are the people who don't want WrestleMania there. So they're trying to get Cena to rile up the fans to demand WrestleMania to be there. It was I feel, weird. I, I feel like it's, they already have plans in place. Well, no. just trying to get the high crowd hype. No, they're trying to get London to pay for it. Yeah. You know? Um... It was weird. It's such a weird little segment that came out of nowhere in the Money in the Bank. Cena brought out just for that. You know? Never seen again or anything no, like that. No, no, no. Yeah. But uh and then he, he buries um Grayson Waller. You know. I was like, what the fuck? Um But yeah. I thought that was cool. That was more that I mean that was a reaction. I, I posted that that was a reaction that WWE doing that little announcement slash get the crowd to pay for it you know to get London to pay for it um, my thing about NXT um, this is more of opinions I guess NXT should have been a great show should have been another AEW right you know but and it bothers me like crazy when I see people say that NXT doesn't get viewers because it's NXT. Like it's NXT's fault. Like the the, the, the entity of NXT is the problem and not the people who run the company. You know? And it's people on our page that be saying shit like that too. You know? I was like... It could have been a great show if they were just on Tuesdays on its own. Well, I mean, I think part of it, too, was NXT was on the network only. Yeah. It felt like that indie show. It was WWE's indie, indie promotion. I know, but I'm saying... But I'm, I'm sorry, saying, I'm sorry. No, no. What I'm saying is when it went to live, mm -hmm. whether we were going against AEW or not, once they went to the USA and they went live... I feel like nobody wants to admit it, but I think Vince had more of a hand in the game. It, it looked different. The matches, it didn't feel the same. Because they went two hours, it went live, it didn't feel the same. It well, felt like a great value version of like Raw SmackDown. Well, yeah, and I, mean, I think Vince had his hands in that. It was going to be that, that way anyway. That, and I think that ruined NXT. I, 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 don't think, I don't think network NXT would have worked on television anyway i think and i i loved the early live nxts the usa nxts you know to the point where i i was i got tired of our gimmick that we were doing and i was like no, i don't want to do this shit anymore i want to talk about nxt like it's good you know instead of complaining about it right because that was the gimmick you know i'm the aw guy you're the nxt guy right right i complain about nxt you complain about AEW. that was the gimmick and we did point systems and all that shit and i was like you know what no more 
I want to talk good about NXT, you know? But the problem with NXT was that from jump, it was to be in the way of AEW. That was the only reason it was there. Yeah. And it was never ready. They were chasing AEW to Tuesdays. But then AEW couldn't get Tuesdays and had to go Wednesdays. And then they went to go chase AEW on Wednesdays. And they were never ready because it's so obvious when they went live, USA was not allowed to put them on for two hours. Remember, we had to watch one hour on USA and then the other hour on the network. Right. You know, because they weren't not ready for it. It was such trash. You know? So, that, and then also, you know, putting them in competition with AW at the same time, you just cut your fan base in half, you know? When they could have been doing good on their own on Tuesdays as its own show, not being compared to anything, you know, outright, you know, head to heads, you know, shit like that. They'll always get be compared. But it could have been its own thing, its own entity, you know. And I think any, I think if the network NXT could have survived on USA, if we had kept the matches the way they were on on the network, but did everything else around it like the US like like Raw, they they could have given us the best of both worlds. I, yeah, I mean, I mean, I thought the early USA NXT was the best of both. Worlds, it was, you know? it was, it was, it was that, great match. It was that weird period where yeah. they weren't quite fully on live, so it was, it was a little bit of both. Yeah. But once it went fully live for two hours, it started getting weird. Yeah. It was right after Survivor Series is where it got. It started going downhill. And I thought that was the Survivor Series when a bunch of the wrestlers. Like the SmackDown before, then a bunch of us get stranded somewhere. They brought a bunch of NXT people in. Oh yeah, that that was also right. Yeah. Um, and they got put over because uh, they needed to be. Um. I think WWE had an opportunity right there to make NXT must-watch TV. Yeah. And they just completely ruined. It. Yeah. And then they ruined NXT even more by that 2.0 bullshit. Yeah. Where you have all this green talent on. The show every week, where okay, these people are not quite ready for this yet. Yeah, and um, I mean, I think that's just I get. I right, get into your no, because I don't want to be that, like I'm um, That's cool. not Luchasaurus, right? It could be. It could be. I'm not sure. I think that's Luchasaurus. From Tough Enough. I think so. It's possible. Um, anyway, I'm sorry. We yeah, we're looking at some Tough Enough people. And one of them I think is Luchasaurus. It's possible. Anyway. Samoa Joe. Um, I do feel current NXT, though, is the future of WWE. Um, and it's more apparent now than ever on the regular shows. Um, trying to be nice with the way I say that, but get it to you. Uh, you wanted to talk about the bloodline. No, we will still talk about NXT. It ties into what I want to say. Okay. So, um, but I don't, don't want to trash on what you're trying to say. No, say what you guys say. Say what you guys say. Don't worry about it. Say what you guys say. I don't like the bloodline shit. What don't me ask question? What don't you like? I'm curious. It, it's just for the most part, the like to to um. Grind it down. Oh wow! Look at him. 
um, into like one cohesive thought. It, it, it's it comes off very high school drama act like, and it comes off very inauthentic and disingenuous. The way they act and emote and all that shit, and it's every episode. And it's, and it's in the matches. And I thought it was fine for COVID era. That shit. You know? Where they they have to emote. I mean, they have to stop the match. And like, look what you're making me do. I love you. Why are you making me do it? You know, that, that was great for COVID era. You know? When you had to do something else. Uh, but the thing is, they haven't stopped doing that. And it's it's still that shit. Like... At Money in the Bank, after, um, spoilers, Roman lost and got pinned, there was a bit where he was on the floor by the apron, crying and moaning and shit like that, distraught that he lost, right? He's grabbing his face and he's like, ah, and all that shit, right? And there's fan camera of it, like someone from the front row took a a video of what that, you know, of Roman doing that, and to the side... You can see the cameraman that's filming Roman, right? And he's giving Roman direction. You know? And shit like that. That's not, to me, pro wrestling. It's a show now. And this kind of goes back to what I said earlier this year. When we did our predictions for this year. You know, like who was going to be champion, shit like that. And then one of my predictions was WWE. It might not be fully in fruition this year, maybe next year, but it, they, they're taking a lot of steps this year. WWE is going to do their best to take themselves out of the conversation of a pro wrestling company. Uh, meaning, when we talk about pro wrestling companies, WWE is not going to be in that conversation because they're, they're, it's just going to be an entertainment show, it's a drama. You know, they want Emmys and shit like that, you know. And I do feel like they've taken... Because look at this, the Bloodline stuff. That's all that shit. The Bloodline stuff is just NXT. If you look at NXT, that's all NXT is. It's that stuff, you know. They don't train these wrestlers anymore to do promos. They're, you've watched NXT 2.0 or whatever it's called now. There are no promos there. It's just pre, you know, pre-tape shit, and pre-tape vignettes. Now, they don't train them to do promos anymore, you know. And it's just the pre-tape stuff now, the pre-tape acting and all that stuff. And that's NXT is the future of WWE, and if that's what NXT is doing, and they're bringing those people up, and WWE is already doing that shit, that's what WWE is gonna be. And I don't like that. That to me is not pro wrestling. If you enjoy that, that's fine, you know. I can't besmirch you, and I try not to as much as possible. Of you know, other people, not just you. But, but that to me isn't pro wrestling, you know. You know, and that's why a lot of times people fucking through the you know who go through this choke on the mic because they weren't trained for it, you know. I, and that's why I just, I just it's just to boil it down to one thought. It's just inauthentic, is what it is to me, you know. I mean, NXT does do in-ring promos, 
They do it every week. I don't know what show you're watching. They don't do in-ring promos. It, it's not. They do. It's all pre-scripted and all that shit. These people are not trained to do promos. You know? They just had Baron Corbin in the ring like last week. That Carmelo Hayes in the ring. They are doing in-ring promos. Again, I don't know what show. I mean, a lot of the, they do do a lot of bullshit, bullshit backstage stuff. I do. I agree with that. But they still do in-ring promos. They do them every week. They, they're not trained for it, dude. Like, they're not trained for it. You know? These people will choke on the mic. You know? To do, like, a off-scripted promo. It's just all scripted now. You know? They can't go off-script at all. You know? Whether it's the mic or on the mic or in a match. They cannot at all go off-script. They have to do the match the way it was supposed to be done in the first place. You know? And shit like that comes even more highlighted for me when I watch a match like, um, and it was a good match, with uh, Bianca Belair and um, Eel Shirai, Sky, whatever the fuck she's called now, um, at Backlash in Puerto Rico. Remember, they hated Bianca Belair for no fucking reason. But she was the heel. But they didn't... How much better would that match have been if they were allowed to call an audible just for this match and let Bianca Belair work heel? You know? And Eel Sky can work face for a little bit. You know? And the match would have been a lot better. You know? Because that, to me, that's pro wrestling. Listening to the crowd. Earning the crowd's um, chance and... and or controlling their chance and controlling their reactions and shit like that. You know, the greats of that is uh, um, Brian Danielson. You know, you can tell like him or Moxie work their match to the crowd's reactions, you know, and then get the reactions that they want to get, you know. A master at that is uh, Kenta. Lil K, the, the smaller Kenta. Um, where he, he just knows how to get the reactions he wants to get from the audience and gets it from there by doing things that are not scripted or anything. he just he sees how they're reacting and he knows how he wants them to react um, quick example of that is during COVID when they were not allowed to cheer like they were allowed to come in but they weren't allowed to cheer in right. Japan right. Okada had created this thing that they can do like a clap like it was like so whenever Okada was doing good the audience would start and then whenever Okala was doing bad and he wanted to encourage them, the audience would start and it sounds a lot better because it's uh, like hundreds of people doing it at the right. time. There was a match, a championship match between him and Kenta and the audience would start doing that for Okada and Kenta would get angry every time, right? And then it came to a point where Kenta got the, the idea, all right, they start clapping for Okada. He starts kicking the shit out of Okada in the same cadence of the clap. So whenever the audience was like, Kenta was like, pop, 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 kicking him in the chest or the head even. To the point where the audience was like, oh, this is our fault now. You know, and they stopped clapping. That's pro wrestling. You know, when you get the reaction you want to get. And... I think WWE is going further and further away from that 
as much as possible and it's what they want to do you know um and and that's more evident to me with the bloodline stuff you know and and nxt currently you know it's just the disingenuousness of it you know i mean it's a pseudo sport to begin with you know and and then whatever realism you it's it, that's in there kind of loosens more and more with WWE. You know? Look, wrestling is entertainment. At the end of the day, at the end of the day, mm -hmm. all is said and done, pro wrestling is entertainment. AW and New Japan and all the other call themselves wrestling companies. And they are. But wrestling is entertainment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the bloodline thing has been going on for a while now, almost two years. Too long, more than two and years. And it's entertaining. It's 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 entertaining. I mean, Listen. there are levels to what's going on with the Usos and everything. I mean, yeah. The, I mean, some of it feels a little awkward at times. Yes, but it's entertaining. You don't know what's going to happen next. I mean, you know, but you want to see how they get there. I, I, I mean, I'm sure you do, and I'm sure a lot of obviously a lot of people do, because it's working for them, you know. I, I just, I just don't. I, it's so boring to me, <laughs> you know. I, I just, don't think it's boring you know? at all. I mean, but, again, you're entitled to your opinion, of course. Yeah, but, but it, it is. It's not boring. It is boring to me. It's boring, you know. And I just, I, like, it should have ended a long time ago. It's been the same story over and over. No one has it. What are you talking about? Oh, yeah. Since, since the beginning, it's been the same story. Roman comes, becomes a bad guy. It was Roman first. Yeah, yeah. Hold then on. he got one of the Usos. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. It, it's Roman. He's a bad guy. He has to get... First, it was the, the wise man. And it was wise man. Will he, won't he join Roman? No, that's not true. Because when, when Roman came back, Paul Heyman was with him... Whenever they were yeah. doing the interview backstage, and then Brock came, and then it was like, will right. will Heyman be with Brock or will Heyman be with Roman? It was that story, you know. And then the Usos came, but one of them came, right? Because one of them got injured, right? Time. And then I think it was Jay, yeah, because Jay was the first one, right? You know, and, and it was will he won't he, you know? And Jay wanted his shot, you know. And and will he won't he? Does he trust this Us, you know? You know, will he won't he? Will he won't he? You know, acknowledge him or whatever he was saying at the time. It was something different. At the, time. Um, the head of the table, he was trying to say, right? right. Acknowledge me at the head of the table, not the tribal chief. Um, and, you know, and then the other ooze comes. And it's, will he, won't he? Will he, won't he? You know? And then it was Sami Zayn. Will he, won't he? Will he, won't he? They, they give a little twist. And Sami Zayn saved it, right? Because when Sami Zayn came, it was already old and stale. Sami Zayn came and fucking saved it. And made it something entertaining because he was funny as fuck. <laughs> um, and then now they did the same thing with Solo. Like, will he or won't he? You know, and they'll do the same thing again with Solo because at some point he's gonna turn, right? You know, and, you know, it's this, it's the same thing over and over. This, this could have been done a long time ago, you know, and, and could have been done with Sammy. Could have been done with Cody. You know, they built up super hot faces and then cooled them down super immediately through, through this whole storyline for what i don't know i guess it's working so yeah good for them but it's it's boring as fuck 
I, you're <laughs> insane. I mean, did you watch the SmackDown thing Friday? Yeah, what the uh, 40 minutes, no wrestling? It was awesome. Dude. What the fuck is that shit? It was fucking awesome. Uh-huh. I'm sitting there watching, like, this is awesome. Why? I enjoyed the fuck out of it. But that, okay. It's, that's not wrestling. It's a show now. It's just a drama show, you know? WWE's always been like that, though. Not always, you know? Maybe not to this extent with like the bloodline. That's what thing, I'm saying. But they've they're, always been they're like pushing this. themselves more and more out of the rain, the, the genre of pro wrestling. Now it's it's a entertainment company that has wrestling in but it. Take the bloodline thing out of it. Mm-hmm. They still have matches. They still have good matches. Not. They're okay matches, and every so often they'll have like a banger, you know. But it, it's usually. The matches are like seasoning to whatever the fuck they do on the side, you know? When it should be the other way around. Like, the stories and the acting, all that shit should be seasoning for the matches. You know? Because that's, that's yeah, the, the action. Whole blood, the whole Bloodline thing has been seasoning for the Bloodline matches. It was the seasoning for the Usos against Solo and Roman. It was a seasoning yeah, but the, for Roman Sammy. Yeah, it but was, it's gonna be. It was a seasoning. But if you put like for Cody, the Roman. entire jar of salt into a fucking steak, that's gonna be a fucking disgusting fucking steak. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's all that is. It's just you can keep doing this shit. You know? Because they, if they, there's a balance, I mean, if you can do too much of one shit, and now it's a seasoning for Jay Roman at WrestleMania. And at WrestleMania, Summer SummerSlam, yeah. You know, I don't. Oh, don't like don't build a match on there. Give me the match next week. That's what AEW does. They'll, they'll build up a match. They'll have it the next week, and then they move on to the next thing. No, they don't. They do it sometimes, sure. Right, they do it more often than they don't do it. So the point I'm trying to make is, how long did it take them to do the Kenny Omega Adam Page story, which everyone complained took too long? Yeah. Because I didn't like that. For how many times have Kenny, Kenny because, Omega and uh, John Moxley fight? How many times have Kenny Omega and um um. Brian Danielson fought, you know? They don't rush through the, They don't burn a lot of matches out like that. Yeah, but they, yeah. They, that, they, that Adam Page thing took way too long. It wasn't just Adam Page and Kenny Omega, they lead him going to war. They had the whole thing when he was the Dark Order. Then he had a drinking problem which bothered the fuck out of me. It, was, it just got really weird. Like, the whole Adam Page journey okay, well, I mean, that to was... Kenny got weird. Regardless, I mean, it was really the story that they told, you know, and, and it, it was that was proper seasoning to get to there because he was dealing with his problems and their problems. I, but WWE is just, and you get them fighting all the time. It's not like Roman versus Jey Uso is unique, you know. But when's the last time Roman and Jey fought one on one? One on one was the last time. No, last time they fought one on one, I think, was when when Usos had to go way back. I think when Uzo's first appeared on and on the main roster, he pinned Roman, and that was years. Ago. I don't remember what year, like twenty fifteen or something. They no. have never faced in a one on one match. Well, they, yes, it did when the during COVID. Jay Uso got a shot. I thought that was Jimmy. Whoever was the first one who joined. The one who's getting the shot now. That was Jay. Jay yeah. I think Jay getting the shot yeah. now. I, I can't get Jay, yeah, he's the one who they don't look alike at all. No, but, but I, I get confused which one was doing yeah. what. They used to look alike back in the day when they were both kind of chubs. Right. Now they don't look alike at all because one stayed chubs, the other one did not. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, Jay's getting the shot now, and he got the shot back then, you know? And they fought at Money in the Bank, you know? And he got pinned at Money in the Bank by Jay Uso. Um, yeah, I just, I don't know. It's just not for me. It's not for me. That's the way I feel about yeah. watching AEW, though. So okay, I, guess, I, I mean, for both in the... I don't know why AEW comes into the conversation when you're talking about Bloodline, though. Like, you're saying wrestling, something's not for you. Not, the argument you're using, why you don't like the Bloodline, is the argument I use, but a lot of the AEW does. But you fight me on that. Like, how would you not like it? It's awesome. I never said that. But a lot of people do say that, like, how would you, you know, you, you go online, social media, how you not like it? This is awesome. AEW, you're not a real wrestling fan, you don't like AEW. Well, you're not. The a... argument I hate. Well, no. I mean, if 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 you like the WWE stuff, then real pro wrestling's not for you. Like, you know what I'm saying? Or it is. You may like it as a separate thing, but WWE doesn't do real pro wrestling to me. That's all. It's a it's a show that has wrestling yeah, in it. Is, That's see, all. You don't consider WWE real pro wrestling. That deathmatch shit. I don't consider that real pro wrestling. Oh, it it's been in pro wrestling for years. And I never... Yeah. See, I don't mind, like, hardcore matches that like the ACW did back in the day. I don't care about those. But when you have these matches involving, like, late tubes, I don't care how long they've been, going, they've been doing it for. Mm. When you have shit like late tubes and shit, I don't consider that pro wrestling. Well, it depends. I, just, I just don't. It depends on how you do it, you know? Like, if you just... Like, I, I'm not into the... I'll, I'll watch it because it's kind of crazy, you know? It's more of excitement. Because you got to think, think for um, plenty, so. Yeah, you know, I'll watch a match, but I'm not like, I'm not going to watch like a fucking, the GCW things and with, um, what, I don't know their fucking names. And it'd be like, oh, that was fucking awesome. If it has no real build to it or anything like that, you know, because like, I didn't care. But... I'll watch a Jun Sakai versus Desperado match and watch them tell a beautifully told psychology story with deathmatch elements in there, you know? Um, that, to me, is awesome. If it's just, just random violence, random violence, no, but you, there are deathmatches, particularly with Jun Sakai and Onita, um, that do have well-told stories in there with with the deathmatch being part of it, you know? And even AEW's deathmatch thing, it was a well-told story until the, the, the dud at the end, you know? Which is all anybody ever talks about. Yeah. Like, you won't, that's a bad thing. I, I forgot who said it. It might have been right after that. I can't remember who said it. It doesn't matter what they did during the match. The only, people that, the only thing people are going to talk about is the ending. Yeah. Man, it but, sucks. Um, I feel I feel But my, my point is, it's, it's right. like they told a well-told psychological story. The story, like, you know, with like the exploding death, um, barbed wire death match, it wasn't about hitting those bombs, you know, during the match, the, the, the exploding uh, barbed wires. It was about not hitting them and avoiding them. And then it comes to a point where you can't avoid it anymore. You, you got to, they get hit, you know, and they build up to that, you know. That's that to me is the beauty of deathmatch. Is the build up to the carnage, not just doing carnage. A lot of the GCW stuff is just it starts off with just people just going through shit, you know. And that's not for me, you know. I watch it because it's like wow, look what the fuck they're doing to themselves, you know. <laughs> it's like watching a car accident, you know. But I, I won't be like, oh yeah, this is the most awesome wrestling deathmatch I've ever seen, just because of that, you know. It has to be a well-told story and. 
like I said, Jun Sakai. Like last year, Jun Sakai and Desperado did a. It was one of my um, one of my matches of the year last year, um, and this year too. Like uh, Jun Sakai, Desperado versus uh, Homicide and uh, Moxie in in New Japan, um, last weekend was awesome. Yeah, I, I don't know if it was considered a death match, but they had a lot of death match elements in yeah, there. Yeah, saw the picture of Moxley that shit sticking out of his the, head. the skewers and shit like that, yeah. I see. I, I just, I just don't But it was the build-up to that. It wasn't like they just said, you know, it, yeah, look at this, people. They yeah, built up to they, that moment. Right, you know? They built up, they built it up, then they give us that, which is basically Moxley getting skewered in the ring. Yeah. To me, that does, that does nothing. I mean, to me, but did you watch the match? You didn't watch the match. But the, it doesn't matter. The visuals, it does. the visuals, what matters. He got my, my man got my dude got skewered in the ring. Yeah. I don't consider that wrestling when you have to resort. Like Moxie put a statement out about blood. Read the statement he put out the, yeah, about sports. why he bleeds. Because he, he's scarred like crazy. No, he, he just bleeds. bleeds. No, no, he it just a, happens. He put a statement out a big a big diatribe. Well, right. he was interviewed by Sports Illustrated, right. and they asked him a question, and he just, he so, likes to talk. Yes. He, he talked, and the, 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 the reporter just recorded everything. Yeah? My, my problem with that statement is you don't have to bleed every match. Well, he Blood said that should, too. Right, but he does anyway. Because he's going to. It happens. He has so many fucking scars that it's just going to. Oh, like he's not cutting himself open. I'm Come sure on. he does. But there it, you go. But only for like the bigger matches when he really wants to fucking bleed. But he's gonna bleed. There was a match he had with Ishii not too long ago where he just got headbutted, and it just opened up. He didn't open himself or anything. It just opened up because he just got scars. It's like remember those airplanes he used to make out of the, that plywood? Yeah. That's his head. It just it's it's just perforated lines in his forehead right now, and he just gets hit. That shit just splits open. And then blood comes out. Come on, you know? Abdullah Butcher didn't bleed like that. Yes, he did. Abdullah Bruiser, Nick, Nick Flair. Ric Flair couldn't wait to fucking Flair, bleed. His brother. Yeah. You know, Ric Flair couldn't wait to fucking bleed. You know, they just, all bled. They all cut. Where the fuck do you think he got it from? Okay, like. But Ric Flair. That's wrestling. Every, Ric Flair only bled when to make the moment more dramatic. That's what he does. Not every fucking match. He bleeds every Rick match. Flair bled. He bleeds. Ric Flair. Ric Flair would have bled in every fucking be, match. He could be wrestling yeah. a job where he's going to bleed. Guaranteed. And that's the problem with blood. You want to bleed, that's fine. The fans love it, that's fine. Okay. I, but when you're doing it all the time, see, blood used to be special. Oh, yeah, but is this about blood or death matches? What are we talking Both. about? The death match. The, 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 no. AEW doesn't do death matches every week. But we're talking. I don't know how we got to Moxley and the blood thing. Oh, we were talking about Moxley because of his New Japan thing. So I just don't. Back to Moxley now. Now we're back. Well, you, you're, we're still on your tangent. <laughs> the Moxley thing to me, that I just don't. It just something. It seems like something about it, where you have to skewer yourself. You feel the need to do that? I just don't know. You gotta bleed. I don't know. I don't get it. That's just what he wants to do. That's but it again. It's not about him just doing that. It's the story that he builds up to get there. You know, that's the wrestling match. If you watch the match, you see how he got built up to that moment and going through uh, 
forks or whatever. So the build up to him getting skewered, getting poked, back, stabbed in the head. What, I mean, that's what a death match is. If you go in watching a death match, don't expect something else, you know? Like, that's, that's, that's what a death match is. You know? You know, I don't, yeah, I, if you go watch a Nick Cage deathmatch thing, like go, don't expect like a, a clean one through three pin. Although, I, I kind of would would pop for that. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, be, like no, Nick Cage just be. fucking rolls up, like fucking so whoever the fuck, and his one, two, three roll up, and then he leaves. <laughs> no, Nick Cage comes back. He's nothing a deathmatch. It's an actual wrestling match and moves and shit. You're yeah. sitting like, what the fuck is going on here? Yeah. It's actually a good match. It's funny. It. People, other wrestlers talk about Nick Cage like he's the most gentle wrestler. He probably is outside you know? the ring. No, inside the ring. Like, the way he does his moves, his holds and shit like that. Because, you, know, you know, like, when they, when you get Irish whipped, they don't really pull your arm, you know, something You like have that. to kind of run with it. You run with it, you know. Yeah. And he's, like, supposedly, like, one of the lightest people to touch, you know, like, like he'll, he won't really, like, pull your arm and shit like well, that. Well, you know, like, he does that. Because he's, he's gonna throw you, he's gonna hit you over the head with a tube later. They gotta yeah. be gentle here. Yeah. That's gonna hurt later. Yeah. You know, you know, give and take. You know. Yeah. I look. I don't get the whole death match. To me, I don't consider that wrestling. I just don't. Like, you, you don't, don't like it. It's but it, that is wrestling. You know, it's been there since time immemorial. You know, that is wrestling. That's always been a part of wrestling. Uh. I don't know where I was going with this, but that is wrestling. Like that, you know, that's a part of wrestling. You know, um, the people do take advantage of it and do it just as a concept. Like, oh, see, here's, I think that was, here's a deathmatch promotion. Like, see, I, don't I think that's what the problem. Like, the deathmatches have been around forever, and mm-hmm. if you do them once in a while here and there, they're special. Like the bleeding, they're special. But when you have what once, I feel like in the pro wrestling world. Death matches have gone mainstream. Mainstream for pro wrestling, where everybody does it now. You know, ECW kind of popularized that hardcore stuff. Who style. does death matches? GCW is a whole. I mean, that's that's base. an indie thing. Like, that's not mainstream. Well, no, no, no. I say mainstream before wrestling, where all promotions are doing it now. So what? Except for WWE. Yeah. But every other promotion is pretty much doing a death match. They've always done death matches. But. I think because of, but I think now that's come, like, I don't guess mainstream is popularized. Like more, more people are doing it now because GCW does it, and these other promoters have seen how much the fans love it. And they're like, okay, well, we're gonna do it too. So now it's everywhere, and I don't think that's good. You say WWE is not pro wrestling. We have too many indie promotions doing that, and you know those guys are not going any further than. That. I mean, if, I mean, whatever. I don't know what your point is about that. Like, whatever. If that's what they want to do, that's what they want to do. But I'm talking about the matches themselves. Is pro wrestling? You know, if a promotion decides that's the direction they want to go, that's their decision. I don't, you know, I don't like that myself. You know, but if it's something special, yeah, I don't care. <laughs> Shit, as long as it's not like a yearly fucking thing. I just yeah. not this. Blood I, and guts is coming up. What happened? Blood and guts is coming up. Yeah. War games. War games, basically, but it's like deathmatch war games. And, yeah, uh, I mean, the, I mean, when WWE brought back the war games, they kind of did the same thing a little bit. They allowed weapons into it and shit. 
Yeah. Only the original war games didn't have weapons. Yeah. I mean, except for like an occasional weapon snuck its way in there. It was basically five on five in the cage with the roof on it. Yeah. You know, when WWE got started using war games, they started doing the weapons thing. So and that's how that started. Yeah. And that AW is like, well, look, that AW is great. You know, WWE does it, it works, we'll do it too. It's fine. Yeah. But, you know, I just, I guess, I mean, AW's war game, the Blood and Gusting wasn't bad. Yeah, I love it. They've done it twice now. I do like, I, I, it hasn't been yearly-ish. Like, the first one was in May. The, ne- the, the, the next one after that was in June. And now the new one this year is, is going to be in July. So far, it's been a month off, and so I hope next they can. Week it'll be August next, next year. Next year. August. I hope so. I hope they continue with that, just to see if anyone notices, you know. And then, like, how awesome would the blood and guts be in like in October, you know, Halloween, you know? That'd yeah. be kind of awesome. Um. But uh. I mean, WWE. I mean, they they save they save board games for Survivor Series. Now, if that's uh, if they're going to continue with that. I don't know if they said they're going to continue with that to be a yearly thing like that, or or will they? Just, I doubt they'll give it back to NXT. That would be cool if they did. Though. Like, say, okay, no, sure, like, I'm going to check this up. I'm going to make this part of NXT. Make this NXT thing. Though I don't but know. That's what it was before. <laughs> right, I'm going to make a NXT thing again. But I don't. The cage looks weird in the piece the PC. Oh yeah, yeah. Cause it's so small. Yeah. But. Anyway, um, but, uh, let's talk about Forbidden Door. Let's talk about Forbidden Door. Uh, I didn't watch. I watched most of it. I went to bed because it was, it was a late show. I think I got spoiled a little bit with pay-per-views being on a Saturday night. Yeah. And this was on a Sunday night. I'm like, crap. I got to go work tomorrow. I think I went to bed right before the Kenny Will Osborne match. Oh, okay. That was a little after 10. Yeah. Um... What I saw of it was okay. My biggest... See, pro- you know why? Because you don't like pro wrestling. Shut up. <laughs> I didn't... The, the, I wasn't a fan of the MJF Tanahashi match. My problem with that match was... It was good. It was fine. It was, for what it was, it was fine. I felt like MJF is your world champion... He's the guy that represents your company. He's the guy you chose to put the belt on. And he had the, one of the weakest matches of the night. And he's the guy you chose to put I think that's my problem. Don't put your... If you, you know, if you're going to put your belt on somebody, make sure he has a strong showing at your big pay-per-view, especially since he's opening the show. Well, yeah, to me, he had the weakest match of the night. What I, what I watched. Well, I disagree with that. And also, how do you... How would you know? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like you can't guarantee that. Yeah. You know? Um. Uh, but I thought I thought the match they had was great. Um. Uh, I well, for, you texted I for me. Snark we, it, yeah. we texted during, We were texting back and forth during that match, and you said to me it was better than you expected. You didn't have high hopes for it. Primarily because of Tana. Tana is washed. Uh, he's at that point where he's. It might be time for him to start cycling down and and retire. So I'm curious as to what his G... He's in the G1. I'm like, I wonder what that's going to be. Um, but he's still Tana. And he works all of that into his matches. And he does that... He did that here, you know? Uh, where he was the washed face. And MJF was the the young heel. 
you know? And that, that was what they worked into their match, you know? It was, it was great storytelling. I'm like, look, match of the year? No. But a uh, great match, yes. Uh, in my opinion. It was, I gave it three, three and a half. Hey, I, I gave it a hard four. Like, yeah. it, was, it was, I thought it was great. Great start to the match. Um, the, the, the pre-show was really good. Not as good as last year's, but it was really good. And they filled it up with matches. Which well, made, I think they did that which made because, me happy. personally, my, my theory, I think they did that because they have so much New Japan talent on the main show. You still want to have some of your own talent on the undercard. So you got you put your own talent in the kick, the, whatever they call it, the, the kickoff, whatever, whatever. No, the kickoff, the I think it was called the zero hour. They so, they had both. It was New Japan and AEW. Well, that's why they filled it up so you have so you can have more of your talent on zero on the show somewhere. Because yeah. all of you, you know, because the the main card was filled with. You know I'm not saying it's a bad thing, but it was filled with a lot of New Japan talent. Oh, that's what you're saying. So you know you want. But I hope they continue with that. That's like I don't think they will. I hope so, though, because I, I don't like the one match pre-show shit. You know that WWE does. I don't even think they do it anymore. You know, pre-show I think they do match. one or two matches. I think it's still the least No, it, it's just the talking heads now with WWE. Um, the the pre-shows that AEW did always feel like their own. Specials, you know, and that, I feel like it's a great way to give people FOMO, you know, like if this shit was good, what would the fucking actual show be, you know, like the full gear pre-show was fucking the one we went to, you know, where you had fucking Junakiyama versus Eddie Kingston, Eddie Kingston did that speech at the end, it was fuck. it felt special, you know, it felt like its own special little thing, you know, and then you watch that, you gotta be like, god damn, What's the, the, the fucking, the, the main show going to be like, you know? To me, I, I just feel like that would be a better sell than talking heads and video promos, you know? I, I, I just think that that's, that to me is better. I don't know. Why do you do both at the same time? I don't know. Choose, let people choose what they want to watch. I think you could do both. I mean, I think you could have a way to have a full card and a talking head together in, a, in one hour. Yeah, I don't know. But uh, but I thought this one was really good. It wasn't as good as last year's, but I thought it was really good. Um, Tana and uh, MJF, I thought was really good. Um, I don't have the card in order, so let me just go through this real quick. I know Punk wrestled. Yeah, that was next. Punk and uh, Sen- uh, Sen- Kojima, Santoshi Kojima. I thought that was fucking awesome, and the fucking reactions Punk gets now. It's just fucking awesome. Um, and he he works it. Like, there's no better person you can get to work these fucking reactions to the way he wants it, you know? And uh, he, he, he would rather be booed, you know? And at some point, he's going to be a heel, you know? But, and he even worked heel in this match until the end where, you know, when he won, he picked up. Kojima and shook his hand and gave him the props, you know. Um, but yeah, this was supposed to be Kenta, but Kenta uh, supposedly was the one that decided not to. Um, I understand his reasoning. If if he is the one that decided not to do the match, because CM Punk is the one that stole his move. I stole in quotes. 
Um, and I wouldn't want to lose to my own move. You know? Right. I can understand, yeah. But, um, yeah, so, but Punk gives him, always gave him credit for that. You know, the heat between them is all kayfabe. Um, but yeah, so, what was after that? Uh, Punk and Kojima gave four. All right, next up, we had Orange Cassidy defeated Zack Sabre Jr., Shibata, and Daniel Garcia. I, yeah, I always say that I would have preferred a fucking one-on-one type of situation, but this shit was fucking awesome. Like, to me, Orange Cassidy is right now on the top of my list of wrestler of the year, and he's had the best championship run in wrestling right now. But it's, you know, it feels like there's a formula with him now, and it, it's working. But there's definitely a formula. He comes in a match. He gets his ass handed to him. He gets beat up, and he finds a way to win. But yeah, that's the story. Like he's breaking down, you know. Uh, you know, his hand is breaking down because he punched someone's on title belt. You know, and every week he tries to do this, the orange punch, and it hurts his hand. You know, his back is breaking down now. His shoulder is breaking. He's breaking down, and at some point he's gonna lose that title. And he's not young either. Everybody no. thinks he's young. Dude's like 37, 38. Yeah, yeah. So he's not young either. No. What's that got to do with anything? I'm just saying, eventually, he is going to break down for real. Especially going at the pace he's going, and he's not big, he's not muscular. Oh, yeah. Eventually, he's going to break down for real. Okay, yeah, but this match was fucking awesome, and he's awesome. Like, like this, he's been fucking awesome. His entire, he's had, his entire international championship run has been fucking awesome. Every defense. He's had not had one bad defense or match since winning that title. You know? And it's been almost weekly with him. Better champion MJF? What happened? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he's defended it almost every week. He's had better matches. Um, um, in quantity, rather. I, I would say, like, MJF probably had like some five stars, you know, out there that are way better than anything Orange Cassidy's had. But the the quantity and quality that Orange Cassidy has put out is better than any champion out there in wrestling, right now. You know, um, even those with thousand day runs. Um, uh, but yeah, this was fucking awesome and it, hilarious. It, it to- <laughs> you finally ah, that hit you like a mad truck. You were like that guy here in the truck. And you're putting your head out, and you don't see it. Like, where's the truck? And then that truck comes from right behind you. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, this match was great. It had uh, Zack Sabre Jr., Shibata, and Danny Garcia, who was like the one outlier here who didn't have a title. Um, and they told great stories. You know, it was just all between all, all four of them. I went three and three quarters. Oh, this was four and a half. Right, this was fucking awesome. Um, next up, we had Sonata defeated Jungle Boy Jack Perry. Uh, this was one of the low-end ones. Uh, not a bad match at all. Um, but these guys are, like, charismaless. Yeah. But when they're in the ring, it's, it's fucking awesome. But um, I gave it three and a half. And, um, yeah, this, this was, the, the main thing that happened here was at the end um, where he turned. Jungle Boy finally turned, finally. Uh, turned on Hook. And you watching it, and, and like, he's, you know what it reminds me of? When, when Tommaso turned on Gargano. It was the same exact thing. Uh, eh, yeah, I guess. Yeah, and I'm like, I, I, I was like, it's hey, coming, so. I, I just wanted it to be 
stretched out longer, I guess. Like, it, I felt like they did it too soon. You know? Like, going back to the... Like, they were a team before. You know? And then uh, our Jungle Boy decided to go for the singles title. So they stopped the team for a while. And then they went back to the team after the title. When Jungle Boy had the title shot. And, um... But I kind of wish they, like, went for the tag titles. And then lost. And then... That's when Jungle Boy turns or something. So you know? basically like Tommaso and Gargano. It would have been, yeah, it would have been better than him losing a, a title match yes. with Sonata, a New Japan thing. Right. And then turning on Hook because he has the FTW title or something, you know? I just feel like they, I'm fine with the story, you know? But I just feel like they just pulled the trigger too soon on that one, you know? They should have waited. Let him get some wins as a tag team. Go for the tag titles with FTR. Would have had an awesome match. Lose. Like, have Jungle Boy lose. Like, it's his fault. But he blames Hook anyway. And then turns on Hook. You know? I think that would have been better. Than just... I lost to Sonata. Now I'm going to turn on Hook. You know? That was my one big complaint. But the match with Sonata was good. Three and a half. Uh, You know, a gentleman three and a half. Next up, we had the Elite. That makes no sense, bro. And it goes three and a half, but like, not <laughs> really, but I'll give it to him because it's Jungle Boy and it was a decent match. That's probably one of his best showings. No. I'm not a fan of Jungle Boy. No, though. Jungle Boy's had like banger fucking matches, but this was not one of them. So that's what I'm saying. Like, the match we saw at Full Gear was the cage match was fucking awesome. All right? That felt like a coming out party for him, you know? Not, not in that way. But no, 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 not in the coming out of the closet. But, yeah. you know, like, it was like, oh, shit, this dude is here, you know? But it's just that when he's on the mic, he's just, like, he just sucks the soul of charisma right and then out. He had that, then he came out in the ring. I watched a little bit of it on Wednesday. And I'm like, ooh. It's okay. Ooh. I, ooh. I think they he should put him. He needed to work on that. It was fine. And I, in, in the weeks, the couple, the next week after, he was fine. I saw a meme out there. Um, he looked like Danny Masterson from that 70s show. He's like, so he, it was a picture of Red Foreman. Like, he needs to come out as his manager. Uh, I'm like, no, I, think they I should, watched a little bit of it. They should like, put it right back with Christian. I think that would be kind of a cool little weird. callback. You know what? It's funny, though. So, Luchasaurus healed out, went with Christian, and now Jungle Boy healed out, or Jack Perry healed out. Yeah. Are they going to get back together? Well, I think they should. I don't know. They, they haven't, like, hinted towards that or anything like that. I think they should. Just put him right back. You know? Jungle Boy would need needs a, a talker. Mouthpiece, you know, yeah, mouthpiece. Yeah. You know? Christian is just awesome with that. You know? He's the best. You know? And just have... He should win the FTW title. And Christian should be the one coming out with both those fucking titles every time. You know? The TNT title and the FTW title. Christian should hold them. You know? Alright. Next up. We had the elite Eddie Kingston and Tomohiro Ishii. Defeated the Blackpool Combat Club, Takshida, and Shoto Imono. Shoto Imono. Uh, I fucking love this match. This was a beautiful fucking match. Uh, this was like four and three quarters for me. I went four. Uh, I mean, it was good. I don't like these ten-man tags. They generally break down pretty quick. This did not do that. <sighs> this was beautiful. Uh, you're weird with your reviews. How do you go for and be like, ah, it was, it was okay, it was, it was good. good, but then you're like, four stars. 
<laughs> like, like, how do you... Who does, like, a four-star review and make it sound like it's bad? Because of what? Because... <laughs> see, remember when... Right, I'm going to digress. Remember when we see Lego movie? Yeah. With you, me, Amy? Yeah. And I'm like, I, it was good. It was a good movie. It was very well done, but it wasn't for me. Okay. So that's what I'm doing. Yeah, the match was fine. It was a good match. A lot went on. It just wasn't for me. I'm giving it four stars. It's based strictly on the action in the ring. But as a whole, though, like, I wouldn't... Not the type of match I watch. Um, the four is based on the fact that what went on in the ring was good. Everybody did their job. It was well. It was a well-done match. So it was a great match. I'm not going to say it was a great match. Then it's not four stars. Give it something else, dude. Be, be for real. Don't be scared. Ooh. Don't be scared. God damn. I gotta hurt when Yo, just it. give it what you feel like you want to give it. Three and a half. All right, that's it. You know, like, that bothers me. If you go like, oh, it was good. Four stars. <laughs> like, like, that's not a four star match. It did put on a good match. Okay. It just wasn't for me. But, you know, give it what you feel it is. Don't right. don't be scared. Don't worry about my feelings. Yeah, I, I'll be I, fine. Think I ever do? <laughs> All right, next up. Yeah. We had Tony Storm defeated Willow Nightingale. Uh, this was okay, too. I gave it three and a half I on went this three. one. It was, uh, um, I, I kind of tuned out of it. I enjoyed it. Uh, the fans did kind of tune out of it. It was, I mean, it came right after that 10-man, and the audience was kind of out of it for that. Um, but uh, Willow, I love Willow. Um, I was kind of hoping she would win. Like, I, my prediction that I put out there was that she would win. But I only I knew Tony was gonna win, but I kind of went with my heart, you know, and said, you know, let me let me go with my heart on this one and just choose Willow to win, hoping I could put that energy out there, and she wins, you know. And she did. It didn't happen. Yeah. And, and then like last weekend, she lost the New Japan title to to Julia, and that was a great match. Uh, better than this one, I'll, get, I'll say that. All right. Um, next up, now, this is why I turned it off. I had one. Okay. Uh, Will Ospreay defeated Kenny Omega. Oh, he turned it off. I had to. Wrong I, had to go, I had to go to bed. To, go, I'm up at like 5.30. Go to work tired, bro. Hell no. Dad, just that. go to work tired. Because this match was it. This, this was better than their first. I don't know how they did it, but they did a better match than their first. It's always their, scary when they do this. Yeah. Their, their first match was the match of the year. You know? <laughs> yeah. And then they did this match, and it's the match of the year. Oh, this is where she won. I thought she did it off the top rope. Um, I think their rematch was over the top. I think probably, their rematch yeah. was um, Iron Woman match. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Um, yeah, like this was just beautiful. And then you know, of course, you got the safety police because of the Tiger Driver spot that Kenny Omega did um, took rather, where he landed on his head. It would look like he landed on his head. Uh, but turns out he's fine. Um, yeah, this was just fucking awesome. Bruto. Green shirt guy. Yeah. That guy tries I, to I go to story every... behind him. Or I've, I follow him. Like his, his thing is that he wants to go to every single pay-per-view as, as possible. Yeah. How's he afford it? He's probably rich as fuck. I don't know. He's probably like a Duck Dynasty type of person. Probably. Um... <laughs> um yeah, this was brutal. This was kind of like the opposite of their first match where Kenny was the one that was brutalizing um, Will Ospreay. Will Ospreay kind of got the, the better of Kenny in this one and brutalizing him in this one and kind of did the same shit. 
Kenny with the, the the one count kick out was like perfectly done and like got the hugest fucking pop. Um, this was just fucking awesome. I loved it. Five, hard, easy, five. I, I'm not Dave. I don't do the extra stars. So. Oh man. All right, next up we Listen, have the- Dave's seven stars are just five star matches that he really likes, but they're just five stars. You know, <laughs> let's be for real. All right, next up, we had Sting, Darby Allen, and Naito defeated Les Suzuki Gods. Les Suzuki Gods. By pinfall. Yeah, really good, fun match. Um, oh, so what happened with Sting on this one? Didn't he, did he try to do a top-top rope and slammed his mouth against like the, against the table or something? No, that was at Dynamite. Oh, okay. On this one, though, he did get fucked up where, because... Um, What's his face? Sammy did like a cutter. You know, he, he kind of does like the Cody cutter thing. Yeah. Where he goes backwards. But doesn't grab Sting right. And he kind of clunks heads with him. And after that, it seemed like Sting was out of it. To a point where Sammy put... Not out of it, out of it. The way Matt Hardy was back in the day. Remember that yeah. shit? But he was lost for a second there. And there, to a point where Sammy put him on a table... And, you know, Sammy does that 360, the 630, yeah. rather, um, to go through the table. Staying for a second there, forgot to get off the table. He wasn't supposed to get hit by the 630. Oh, Sammy was, go th- was supposed to go through the table on his own. But he didn't move on time, and Sammy kind of hits him on the side. And then Sammy's out of it because he went through that. And then Sting just no-sells it, and he comes in and he does a spot, you know. But uh, besides that, it was a good match. Three and a half, fun Little breather. They knew they needed to put this here, um, in between, before the main event. They should have put this, put the Tony Storm's um, Will Nightingale match here. No, nah, I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't say that. All right, next up you had your, how many stars? Oh, uh, uh, th- three and a half for that. Yeah. Next up, you have Brian Danielson defeated Okada by submission. This was uh, awesome. Fucking beautiful match. Uh, four and a half, and uh, I damn near cried. I was in tears. I'm not gonna lie, I was in tears. The way this started, and you hear that music. The final countdown. Never do that again. The final countdown, dude. I yeah. Never and I just started clapping. I'm just like. In in and my fucking I'm listening I was because I was watching on my tablet, um, and I have the earbuds and I'm I'm people are, my fucking family are looking at me like I'm crazy, right? And and doing this shit like in my <laughs> I'm like yo, this was just fucking like the final count and it was just for this one show. Um, Let me say it, something real quick. They WWE was such an opportunity with them, like the four horsewomen. They should have did something with that. Well, Instead the, of it being like this, like like an inside thing, they should have did something with that storyline once. Well, the the idea that and that was like the pillars, you know. But that would have been so um, cool. And then there's running roughshod over NXT. It wasn't. I mean, I, get, I mean, if you want to do that, but the idea was that they were all rivals, you know, and that's what the pillars were, back in the day. I'm not talking about the AW pillars. I'm talking about. So you're the, talking about they're basically the four pillars of women's wrestling in NXT. Yeah, that was the idea of that. Wasn't that they were a team or anything like that? Just that they will be connected 
forever, you know? And that's what was the idea of the pillars with the, the four pillars of heaven with um, All Japan Pro Wrestling, okay. with Kenta, like on my shirt. Um, Kenta, Kobashi, and Masawa, and Tawe, and all that. It was the idea that they will be connected. They were the future of this company, and they were to be connected throughout. Sometimes they'll team up. They will always fight each other, or they team up against each other, or even team up as a foursome, just just for one night or something like that. But the idea was that they were connected, and they would be the the, the leaders of their division. You know, and that's, and that's what they did with the Four Pillars of Heaven with All Japan Pro Wrestling, and that's what AW was trying to do, is trying to do with their Four Pillars. You know, um, but yeah, but back to the the, the beautiful match of. Uh, Brian Danielson and uh, Okada. Um, yeah, just hearing the, the final countdown by Europe. Yeah, I just, you know, that's, I don't know, this this company is for wrestling fans. I, I, you know? Like, the moment like that, only real wrestling fans understand, you know? They get fucking pop over shit like that, you know? And I'm glad I have it. And it's successful. You know, monetarily. Yeah. And yeah, you know, that that was a fucking moment. Like I was having a moment. Just hearing that music in in, in my head popping and clapping and people fucking looking at it. She was like racist or some shit. Um Didn't she really take yeah. pics of him or something when they broke up? Uh possibly. But I remember There's she, some story about that too. I remember she had like Nazi pictures or some shit like that. I'm not, no. But um, but yeah, but like this company is just built for me, you know, and that's okay. Yeah, I think that's. I think I'm lucky that it's so successful, you know, and that what they do. Like, resonates with a lot of people, you know. Because that's this is for the Ring of Honor fans, you know, from back in the day, you know, the Brian Danielson fans. From back in the day, you know, and for Okada fans, you know, this was just, it was just different because it was, I don't know, it was just different, and um, and I don't know, I just love this fucking company because you get moments like this, you know, you get Jun Akiyama versus Eddie Kingston, you know, like you get these fucking moments, you know, I'm if. You ever see Manami Toyota on AWTV? You gotta call me and make sure I'm okay, cause I will be on the floor weeping like a fucking baby. Yeah, but I feel like that's possible now. Yeah, yeah. I don't think she'll wrestle. She's you know, she retired a long time ago. But um, but yeah, that was I wasn't better than the Osprey Kenny match. Uh, it was really good. Um, he shoot broke his fucking arm, um, and continued wrestling for ten minutes or so longer, um, and then worked that into his fuck. Yo, you know what he worked into his fucking match? You know the thing that everyone's scared about with Brian Danielson? Are the concussions? Are they um no seizures? Yes. He worked that into his fucking match, where he got hit. And he was on the floor, and on on the mat, seizuring. And then the doctor came in, checked on him, and now he's fine. <laughs> I was like, this motherfucker worked a seizure 
into his fucking match. And then, uh, and then the match. And then he worked, I mean, he had to. He couldn't do the, the LaBelle lock properly because his arm was broken. So he twisted the shit out of Okada until Okada tapped. So, four and a half. Awesome match. It did feel like they still had more left on the table. So, I can't wait for them to do it again if they ever do it again. And then it'll be awesome. He's out for a certain amount of time, six to eight weeks at the time of when it happened. But, uh, but yeah, it was awesome. He's out of blood and guts. Yeah, he's out of blood and guts. And uh, obviously, Eddie Kingston's out. So right now they're yeah, kind of he's wrestling in Japan. Yeah, he's in the G one. Uh so they're they're playing that whole story up now where both teams have a mystery partner now for Well, I read that the mystery partner for for Elite. It's probably gonna be a a, a Bushi. Yeah. Yeah, that's I mean that's like the worst kept mystery at this point. Yeah. Um uh we don't know who's gonna be the partner for BCC yet. Well man, I I read somebody that punk pitched the idea that he would be the mystery man. But from what I read that he's not it. They've decided it. Yeah, I, I figured. I, don't, I didn't think it'd be fun. Um, yeah, I wouldn't. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously. Um, but yeah, so yeah, I thought Forbidden Bedore was beautiful. It's so far, it's the show of the fucking year. Uh, real, let's run through um, Money in the Bank real quick. Um, yeah. You got the card up? I'll just get that real quick, and we'll just I'll just shoot. It wasn't anything special. I didn't watch anything. It came on at the worst possible time. You know they replay it right yeah, away. Yeah, I know. Right? I'm, I'm, you know I'm not, you know not going to do that. <laughs> All right. Uh, real quick. Damian Priest defeated Butch, L.A. Knight, Logan Paul, Ricochet, Santos Escobar, and Shinsuke Nakamura in a ladder match. Who beat them? Damian Priest. He won a ladder match. Oh, the matter. Like, yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. Like People were angry because um, they wanted L.A. Knight. But um, I think David Priest was the right choice, though. I, I guess. I, I David Priest has been putting in work. I think he was the right choice. I guess I, I, he would have been the great choice years ago when he was, like, younger and over. I, th- I think he's still the better choice. I think, um, I think he was the best choice. I mean, not the, I'm not going to say the best choice, but I personally would have mind, mind seeing Shinsuke win it. No, I would have preferred... I'm not a big fan of this guy, but Logan Paul. Like the dude, the dude is hot. The dude, yeah, everyone the hates is, him. Then you gotta put. Then you know he's not gonna. He's not gonna win the title. It depends. That dude's super fucking over. Yeah. He, he can. You can hold the fucking thing until WrestleMania and beat Seth freaking Rollins for that paper title. Whatever. Um. You know, anyone would have been better. Like, do do you see like Damian Priest believable to beat Roman or Seth? I I don't know. He's going to hold it until... I definitely don't see Alan Knight believable. And I think that people... He's over, and I get that he's over, but... You know what he reminds me of? Or who? Oh. Uh, Otis. Yeah. You know, he reminds me of Otis. And Otis was super fucking over back then. And they put the fucking thing on him, right? And then what happened? They didn't know what the fuck to do with him. because That's, that's why Alan Knight was a bit... Yeah. Because LA Knight, he's a great talker. But at least... When, but when the bell rings, it's it's but not there. at least Priest, he had the money in the bank. Now they're teasing some dissension in the ranks. They, they, at least they could do something with him. They, I mean, they could do something with him without them. They don't need the Yeah, but thing, the money you know? bank had a little intrigue to it. So I think he was the best choice. 
Next up. Um, I didn't watch it. I can't, I can't rank it. Um, Liv Morgan and Raquel Rodriguez defeated. Two and a half. For the, yeah, what is it? I gave it two and a half. Defeated uh, it was Ronda, good. Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler for the titles when Shayna turned on Ronda Rousey. This was stupid. <laughs> I, was just, I was like, what? It was funny. I was cracking up. But, um, yeah, Ronda Rousey just all of a sudden just turned on her. Apparently, this is what Ronda wanted yeah, for Yeah, because she has an end date of right around SummerSlam. Yeah, and, but, I don't know. They just unified the fucking titles. Yeah? And what I always tell you, like, how a team wins determines how that title, those title holders are going to be perceived. Right? And now you got this babyface team of Raquel and Liv as the champions. And it's basically a stolen win, you know. So they're not gonna be these title these title belts mean shit. They they don't give a fuck about these title belts, you know. They never did. Um. But yeah, so that's a hard out. Right, Chris next. Jericho mentioned Ronda Rousey on Rampage. I don't know if that means anything. I'm just putting that energy out there. I don't know. <laughs> next up, Gunther. Not saying I want her there. <laughs> Next up, Gunther defeated Matt Riddle by submission to retain the IC title. This was the match I was looking most forward to and was a little bit let down. Um, how the fuck did he do that? Well, it's not him. It's probably different people. Um, but uh, it was okay. Three. Um, it, these, these two have had great matches in the past. And this was just a regular match. And it ends with Gunther chopping. I've never seen this ever in my life watching wrestling. But it ends with Gunther chopping the shit out of Riddle's foot. You know how Gunther's popular for the chops? He was chopping Riddle's foot. Make what you will with that. <laughs> I don't know. Alright, next up. Um, how many stars did you give it? I gave it three. Right. I gave it three. Next up, Cody Rhodes defeated Dominic Mysterio. Uh, this was kind of boring to me. I'm not into this stuff with um, Dominic. Um, it, uh, two and a half. It was whatever. Did they do anything at the end? I don't even know. I, I, I don't watch it. Yeah, two and a half. It was whatever. All right, next up, Yo Sky defeated Bailey, Becky, Trish, Zelina, and Zoe Stark to win to win the woman's money. Uh, I actually like this one a lot. I thought this was a lot of fun. Uh, very clever ending uh, with um, Bailey kind of fucked up with Io Shirai early in the match, and then they had this thing with Bailey and Becky Lynch were fighting on the the ladder. And Io Shirai got the handcuffs and handcuffed them both between the ladder and then went over Bailey's back to win the title. Um, you mean win the, win the money in the bank? Money in the bank, yeah. Uh, kind of building to that their breakup, you know? Right. Uh, I thought it was a very clever ending. I gave it three and a half. I, it, this was really good. All right. Very time. entertaining. Seth Rollins defeated Finn Balor by pinfall to retain the World Heavyweight Champion. Uh, who'd he beat? Finn, 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 Finn. Uh, I was hoping this was going to be a lot better, too. This is another one I was looking forward to. Three, it wasn't bad at all. Um, just, it wasn't, 
Great. Excuse me. And main event. The Usos defeated, we talked about it earlier, the Usos defeated the Bloodline in the Bloodline Civil War tag team match. Uh, yeah, the match was okay. Um, again, it was a lot of drama in between. They have to stop the match so you can hear them talking. Um, but uh, two and a half. Not a bad match, just there. Um, and then it's just the drama afterwards. Oh, right. Overall, I thought it was a disappointing money in the bank. Money in the bank. Um, let's call it. I've been watching Collision. Uh, it's been great. It's a very exciting show. Um, I'm enjoying it more than Dynamite. But I still love Dynamite. Um, yeah, I've, I've heard that they, it feels like a different show, different promotion altogether. I mean, it has a lot of the same flavors. But they, there's... Of course, they went, you know, like they got Kevin Kelly and Nigel McGinnis as the commentators, which is completely different. They didn't go with like Taz and Nigel or something like that. They went with two completely new people who's never been on AW uh, production before shooting this. Plus a, a completely brand new person with Kevin Kelly, who's awesome. Um, you know, and the set looks completely different. You know, I, I like it a lot. Um... It's very exciting. I like the feuds that they got going on here with the Bullet Club Gold, Bang Bang Gang, and um, FTR. They had a banger match this week. Um, but yeah, yeah, I'm loving it. Um, yeah, AW feels exciting again. Like between the two shows, three shows. You said again, like with the with well, the, like, like I said, with with the last pay per view cycle from the last pay per view. Uh, while I enjoyed the pay-per-view and all, but I just felt like the cycle, they went very WWE-ish, you know, where they had a lot of, let's open the show with, and I'm talking about, remember they had the, the few that was focused on the pillars, their pillars, right? right? And they would open a show with a promo, half-hour promo battle between the three pillars and MJF at one point, you know? Like, like, that's WWE, you know? Like, don't do not do that. You know, don't open a show with promo, you know? If if you're not going to put the mic on one of your stick masters from the start, like Jericho, Cody at the time. You know, Cody, Jericho opened an AEW Dynamite once with a promo, and it was great. Cody opened an AEW Dynamite with a promo once, or twice even, and it was great. Because they're stick masters, you know? John Moxley has done it. You know, but if you put it on those, you know, Darby Allen, Jungle Boy, and Sammy Guevara, who are not stick masters like those other guys I mentioned, yeah, it's not going to be good. And that's what this was, you know. And it they it showed how far they were from MJF, you know. And and all the things they were doing, which just felt like WWE-ish or TNA-ish, and I was like, you know, and uh. But now it just kind of feels like there's a lot of excitement. And also, like, a lot of excitement, like, in talk, you know? With the all-in shit. The summer they're about to have. With the, You know, they got the new Collision show. The CM Punk is back. You know? Say what you will about him. He brings that excitement to the show, you know? Whether you like him or not, look at the reactions he gets. I'm talking about the crowd reactions. You know? You know, like, it just feels exciting again. I like it. Let's call it. Let's call it. <sighs> um, you're gonna be no show next week for sure. 
Because you're going to be in Florida. Yeah, I'll be in Florida vacationing with the kids. He sounds so excited about that. I just feel like it's going to be one of those vacations where I'm going to come back wanting to go on vacation. By yourself? Yeah. And in two weeks, I think two weeks after you come back, we'll be at Terrificon. Eat. We'll probably, we'll be meeting, we're looking at, we're looking into it, we're meeting Dan Housing, Wardlow, and Ethan Page. Ethan Page, yeah. So, we're looking into it. I'm sure if we do it, we'll put the pictures up there, so. Yeah, of course. All right, um, top guys. On guy, threads. What happened? <laughs> On threads. On threads. Uh, top guys out, enjoy your vacation. Two.